Now getting ready to start the second hour in uh, the Spiritual Warfare course, ShadowTheDarkness.net. This is Russ Dizdar, and we are um, welcoming even new folks coming into this hour. We're going to be on the five A's. I've done this a few times, even at conferences, and we have some materials up. If you want to get stuff we did, you know, a year ago or six months ago on the same subject, you can. But we're going to do it fresh tonight and um, go over the five A's of Spiritual Warfare. We're going to deal with awareness, being alert, authority, armor, and action, the five A's. We'll go over those one by one and uh, seek to give you, again, um, what I think God does is, is just absolute victories that he's giving us. So let's begin tonight in the second hour, and by all of those, by the archives coming in, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the presence of the living Savior, we love you. We acknowledge you. Thank you for being in us. Thank you for saving us. We stand forgiven by grace alone, washed and cleansed. And Lord, right now, we just pray that we become more aware, uh, awareness and alert and our authority and the armor and action in the midst of everything. And I thank you that you're going to minister to hearts and lives even while we are into this hour tonight. May you stretch out your hand, Lord, to save and to heal and to deliver uh, all those listening now that might need you in that way or those listening in the archives. Welcome to all of you. And again, if you're brand new to us, this is Russ Isdar. The website, shatterthedarkness.net. Many of you come in uh, to the chat room. The overwhelming majority are just um, listening in, which is good. Or calling in, you're allowed to do that, call in, some have to do that to be able to listen, and we're glad there too. Hey, by the way, if we have anybody from Australia, Canada, England, Ireland, Mexico, Costa Rica, if you're from outside the United States, let me know that, okay? Because I think that's, um, that's uh, I, I'm glad because we know that the downloads of the archives are going everywhere. And again, in the second hour on spiritual warfare, on, on this course, Basics and uh, Advanced, um, we are um, wanting you to know, oh, good, we have Su- Sweden. Great. We got another dear sister there that gave a great testimony. On the web sh- website, shatterthedarkness.net, if you scroll down all the way, you're going to find there's a testimony right under the thing that says, Light Along the Way. It says, From the New Age Psychic to, uh, to Dark Powers, but set free from the real Christ from Sweden. So there is a lady that sent it in. It's on our website. We have a PDF file of that on the front of the Shadow of the Darkness Canada. Praise God. Welcome. Whatever nation you're coming from, um, welcome and welcome in God's grace and mercy. And may he minister to you whatever the needs may be. And the Lord rebukes Satan. And we ask the Lord Jesus to crush all the enemy's work and deliver all of us from the work of the enemy, even tonight as we're into the course and we ask your blessing, Lord, for all in Jesus' name. You don't have to, but we encourage you to get the um, the workbook only because we're going to follow it point by point, write into it, write notes, write scripture, write, you know, what else God speaks to you. That I love using a workbook so I can write things and write extras and all the rest. So that's good. England, we welcome, we welcome, I believe our sister, right? Our sister from England or brother? England, Sweden, 
Canada, United States, praise God. Glad that you're all here. And for those who are listening to the archives later on, because you do work and do other things, um, send us an email, just an acknowledgement. I expect for God to do some extraordinary things in the middle and during this entire course. We are on the page, the section called The Five A's in Spiritual Warfare. We are on uh, point one. Point one. And I'm going to point you to um, 1 Corinthians, or I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles open, if you're going to take a look there. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I want you to look at verse 11. And uh, right down around there, here's what it simply says. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. So under the five A's tonight, first A is awareness. Aware. Uh, there are some folks that said uh, that are here tonight that weren't aware. They weren't aware of um, the um, the class. And, you know, of course, we can only go so far. We, we're trying to audio it out. We have also, by the way, just so you know, on the ShatterTheDarkness.net site, you can sign up for the preemptor. Just put your email address in there. Scroll down, you'll see a little box. Subscribe, your email address. And every weekend, I will give you what's coming the next week. And I will, it'll send out to you a nice little, uh, you know, little colorful news thing. And uh, so... We hope that that will be helpful to you, okay? Well, we're going to take a look tonight in the five A's. First one, aware. Can I ask you something? Um, What are you aware of? I mean, believers, when we get saved, I really believe as much joy at times and freedom at times and thanksgiving at times, guess what? Sometimes we're not aware of all the things we have in Christ. I think Romans 6 is a great indicator when it talks about that we've died to the old life, and it says this. Count yourself or reckon yourself dead to sin and alive to God. And, the, and, and I always like to throw this in. Why do that? Well, because it's true. And by reckoning or appropriating or counting, you're, you're acknowledging what is true. When you go to all Scripture, accept it, reckon it, believe on it, put it into practice. And that's what builds your spiritual life. It broadens you spiritually and makes you stronger and uh, more enabled. And here's one that we absolutely have to have in the context. And especially in the days, every, everything in Scripture tells us, everything the Spirit of God tells us. Let me ask you a question. Who's the greatest teacher? Who would you rather listen to? I mean, who knows more than anybody? God the Holy Spirit, eternal Holy Spirit, Immortal, um, infinite, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, I tell New Agers and others, they go, I got a spirit guide, I got an ancestor. I say, I got a, I've got a I've got God the Holy Spirit as my guide, as my teacher, as my helper, and he gives gifts of the Spirit, and his empowerment is here, and he's inside of me, he doesn't leave me, and and actually I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit in Christ living in me. So the Holy Spirit, does the Holy Spirit know the names of every demon? Anywhere, everywhere, at every moment, yes. Does he know what every person's needs are? Yes. Does he know um, what the enemy's going to come to do against you? Think on this now. Take time, because here's a great joy in your life. The Spirit of God knows if anything's coming your way. 
The Spirit of God knows if you have any flaws or doorways or holes or vulnerabilities. Isn't it good? Isn't it good to sit back and say, Lord Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, make me aware. I take you back to the early disciples. When Jesus said to them, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. Guess what? Um, they didn't know. They were completely oblivious. They, they had no clue that Satan was in the room. Awareness. When I walk into gatherings at churches and places and places I go, not only did I preempt everything by prayer and asking God and seeking God, and here's why I like to do that. Here's another thing. Write this down in your notes. Acts chapter 8, when, when Philip was out evangelizing, you'll read where he says, and the Holy Spirit said, go over there and stand by that chariot. Right? The Holy Spirit said, if we are saved and the Holy Spirit is in us and we have been filled, clothed, uh, baptized, uh, you know, with the Holy Spirit in power, then you should expect that there's going to be times in ministry, times in prayer, where you're going to be able to quote, the Holy Spirit said to me. Now listen, here's the safeguard. The Holy Spirit will never contradict Scripture. He'll never speak to you anything that contradicts Christ, the character of God, or Scripture at all. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit loves to use Scripture. The armor of God, the, Holy, the Scripture, uh, that is the sword of the Spirit. That's the, the element of the... Um, the, in a sense, the offensive cutting edge of, of the Holy Spirit is the Word of God. He knows what to bring to your mind. If I was to pray right now, and I'm going to do this for all of you right now. Father, bring to mind by the Holy Spirit verses of Scripture to anyone. Put up the Scripture God brings to you. You sit down sometime before the Lord and say, Lord, is there a Scripture you want me to know? Is there, Holy Spirit, is there a Scripture you want me to be aware of right now? I do that sometimes. You know, I always want to have my Bible open and read, 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 devour. But um, there's times I just say, Lord, is there something? Instead of me looking up something, instead of me finding something, I just want to sit in his presence. Isn't his presence the Holy Spirit? The inseparable, the immediate, the unceasing, living, personal presence? God, the Holy Spirit, dwells in you. Greater, Megas, is the Holy Spirit in you. So he's my teacher. He brings the Scripture to me. But there's times he can speak to me. I'll be in evangelism or in warfare. The Holy Spirit can say and tell you. And that's true of Acts 13, when the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas, and, and, and put them out on the mission. The Spirit of God spoke. Again, never in contradiction to the Word usually always using the word, and um, that's vital. That's vital. So it's, it's, it, it is. I see somebody in the chat room says, wow, cool. And you know what? That's, that's the great response. Because being saved, there's some excitement on our side of the fence, guys. There's some joy on our side. There's some, there's some things that God does in the midst of growing and stepping out. And, and if you want to win, I know this truth. I know this truth. Anybody, any believer that wants to win souls to Christ can win souls, okay? Because we've been fashioned for it. And the power of the Holy Spirit has been given that we might be His witnesses and win souls. We'll talk more about that down the road. We're gonna, we have a session 
called, um, you know, it deals with the power of the Holy Spirit and spiritual warfare. And I'm giving you a little bit of that tonight by simply saying the Holy Spirit of God knows everything. I mean, Psalm 139 tells us that the Spirit of God knows everything that's going on. Things are coming your way. I mean, nothing gets by the Lord. And so when you read in in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, okay, lest Satan should get advantage, the word advantage, the idea of outwitting us, running circles around us. Now I want us to think on this a little bit tonight. The meaning of the word awareness comes from the second part of that verse where it says we are not unaware or ignorant. It's a word that has the idea that we have not chosen to be willfully ignorant of the devil's schemes. Okay? I think some believers have chosen to become willfully ignorant, don't you? I think that some believers have have chosen... Well, I've heard believers say this. I I avoid spiritual warfare talk. A pastor said, I don't like to teach stuff on spiritual warfare because that always brings up a battle. That's that's an indicator of low-level discipleship and uh, low-level, I mean, high-level defeat. Really. (laughs) It's sad um, when we really think about it, too. Are you aware of Satan's arrows sent at you? Are you aware of when Jesus, you know, is, does he have any assignments? Are you aware of anything in your past? So this is important. I'm going over the points. The meaning of awareness is um, ignorance, willful ignorance. That's all simply that willful ignorance. That's the meaning of awareness. And this is why Paul is saying led by the spirit of God saying we're, we're not willfully ignorant of his schemes. We've not chosen to be willfully ignorant. We've not chosen to ignore and thus be ignorant and thus be defeated and thus lose uh, the possibility of, of tremendous victory. So it begins by saying, hey, so that Satan won't outwit you. So that Satan won't take advantage of you. Don't be unaware. In other words, be aware of the schemes. Be aware of your enemy. Awareness there's a lot of things about awareness. I'm going to give you these under the next few little, like, B. Um, awareness involves uh, that you're not in the dark, that you're not unaware of who Satan is and what the demons are and what they do. And, you know, Christians are unaware of Ephesians 6. Your battle's not against flesh and blood, but against, you know, the principalities and powers. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that you can make your stand. That's where you're allowed then, Ephesians 6.10, to have the expressed, manifesting, mighty strength of God in you. If you have the armor of God on, you have the manifest, um, mighty strength of God operative in and through you. This is real stuff. This is real power, real presence. I've met Satanists that have real emanating dark power. And any time I met somebody that demon is manifesting in full possession, like Mark 5, you can feel that darkness coming off of them. It's in direct opposition to the felt presence of God. And they can feel the presence. They want to hide. I mean, that's where sometimes walking around spirit-filled, you're emanating from you comes the brilliance, the power, dunamis of the Holy Spirit. 
man, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm about ready to have a revival just talking about it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Up in the chat room, someone puts, ignorance is not bliss. Hallelujah. You get an A for the, all of the class. That's a great one. I like that one. Um, very good. Um, I have down awareness mentioned in 2 Corinthians down again, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Under D, knowledge of the dark side. What do I mean by that? Well, what the Bible says, um, everything about his origin, Ezekiel 28. About the fall of the human race, Genesis 3. How did he operate in Job's life? What did he do? Jesus, his coming involves defeating him, 1 John 3, 3, 8. So all these scriptures we're talking about. So that's what I'm pointing to right now under E, the origins of Satan. We know this. God tells us where he came from, how he came about. The five I wills in Isaiah 14. I will ascend. His insatiable lust is to take the place. It's not just to take the place of God. It's to get rid of God and take God's place. That's what we see in the Antichrist, don't we? Coming to take the place in the temple and declare himself to be God. That hasn't stopped in all these thousands of years. So origins under F, Genesis 3. The fall of the human race was a spiritual warfare issue. It wasn't just man alone. Satan engaged. Dadake from Satan's mouth. False doctrine, teaching came from Satan's mouth. Lies, slander. Uh, and the goal to win us over so the door would be open so that he can have authority and get in. And what God said would happen if we did, it did. Death came in. Sin came in. And thus, because of the kindness and mercy of God, the Savior. Well, I go under at point G, nature. Nature. You can put down First John 3, First John chapter 3. The devil has been sinning from the beginning. That's what he's all about. Um, you can talk about him being called the evil one in Ephesians 6. And again, under the idea of nature, mark down Revelation 12. Diablos, Satanus, adversary, destroyer, tempter, father of lies. That's the nature of the dark side. How Jesus described them by names is exactly how they act and what they do. And under H, it is pure, radical evil. What do I mean by that? Pure, radical evil. Um, when Jesus says in the gospel, there is no truth remaining in him, no truth in him, nothing of, there's none. If it is Satanically blackened all the way through. Uh, the idea that from, you know, the totality of their being, they are pure, radical evil. There's not an iota of light in them, not an iota of God, uh, the original of what they were. So Satan himself, fallen angels, demons, all of that collectively, pure, radical evil. That, that is what they are. And um, that includes that they're going to be tempters. They're going to be, uh, they're going to try to, you know, bring about murder. They're going to try to, you know, all these different things. Under I, they are in opposition to God. The principalities and powers are in direct opposition to God. Uh, and you should see when they manifest it. You should see when they speak through people. They want to mock God. You know, I, I, so many times they all of a sudden manifest in a demonized person, and they're wanting to blaspheme and say bad thing. And I say, shut up. 
I don't let them go on. I order them to s- stop it and tell them to sh- you know to shut up. Uh, but they're there to be in opposition to God. Um, no question about it. Um, I already said in J, there's nothing of God in them, and I'll say that again. And I want to mark. I want you to mark down if you had First John one. This is the message we've had from the beginning that. You know, God is light. In him is no darkness. The Greek would say, in him is no darkness. No, not at all. There's a massive emphasis by the Spirit of God. Darkness. So this this word that represents the dark side, there's not an iota of darkness in God, but there's also not an iota of light. Phos, the Greek word used of God. There's not an iota of light in Satan or demons or fallen angels. Though they can masquerade, right? They can masquerade as an angel of light. That's true. If you look at the uh, next page under L, they have a they have a knowledge of time. Again, write down Revelation twelve and thirteen. They they you know that shows the dragon knew when to be there the first time when Christ was going to be there. They was he was there to devour. The scripture itself tells us that he knows his time is short. And mark down Revelation 19.19. The Antichrist in the future knows when the visible return of Christ is. He's on the field waiting with his armies to make war on the descent of the living Christ. Revelation 19.19. That's huge. And that's the ultimate end game. Well, I also said under M, he has a, he has a fury of emotions. Demons are very emotional. I mean, they're, that's why they will scream going out. They'll be loud. Sometimes they throw people to the ground, and you command them, the name is just stop that. And they'll say things. You know, I've heard things over the years. No, we won't. No, we'll get you. We're going to, you know, they make threats. You know what? Stand your ground in the powerful presence of Jesus because he's right there with you, right there beside you, in you. And, um, and you know, order them in the name of Jesus. And get them out of people. That's what it's all. That's the end. That's the, the whole thing. Get them out and tell them to get. Don't come back. Order them. Get out of here. Get out of this room. Don't don't touch anybody in this room. Get out of here. And then under in uh, the defeats of the dark side are, are are known really. I think by the enemy uh, because of what happens. You know, in Matthew, mark down Matthew four. He was utterly defeated, but it says he went away looking for a more opportune time. Sometimes warfare can come to you. Battle can come to you. Sometimes battle can come to you spiritually. Maybe right now some of you are going through battle. And um, the the sad thing is, is that, um, you know, sometimes, I mean, when we do win, I mean, when we stand our ground, when I've left deliverances where people have been utterly delivered, the power of Jesus was shown, they had the joy of Jesus as they got saved, the power of the Spirit of God was there. But I learned to do this as I would be driving home. Because the enemy likes to, as an opportune time, sometimes come back for revenge. Lord, deliver me from anything the enemy's going to do. Again, I'm not going to sit around and, you know, I'm just praying. Lord, as I'm driving home, I release that time, bless that person. And if the enemy's coming to do anything, any harm, Lord, destroy his work and deliver your servant. Deliver us. That's what I'll pray. Under O, see the word battle. Write down Ephesians 6. And 
I don't know if you've really looked at Ephesians 6, you know, lately or if you have at all. Um, our battle, and that word can mean our um, warfare, the idea of real, I mean, it can be used in, in the concept of warfare. But our battle, our struggle, that word struggle. So whether you say, hey, the trouble, the struggle, the battle, the warfare, um, our wrestling, uh, that word, uh, uh, pale, it, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's pale lay. It's, it's pale. It's just, um, the idea of a real, you know, getting in the ring. Uh, you're in the ring, a wrestling bout, you know, and the, that's, that's true of the enemy that he comes to bring battle to us like this. And I am uh, astounded that um, that we don't let our believers in in local fellowships all over know this, and then to know the uh, protection He gives, the power again of, of the the blood of the Lamb, and our authority, our 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 armor, our awareness, our believers. And I'm going to ask this in the chat room since you're here, and by those listening by the archives later, we'll tell you what's going to happen here. All those in the chat room, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think the majority of believers are aware of the origin, the nature, and the work, and the agenda of Satan? Yes or no? Put up a percentage. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 100, um, are believers uh, 100% being best, that, that they really know well? And, of course, zero being they don't know at all. Okay? I'm seeing no, no, no's, and I'm seeing a 40%. I would say 40% of the body knows, aware. Uh, 20% you're saying, 10%, 20%, 80% doesn't have a clue. Okay. You're, you're actually right on target, you know, around there, because what I'm saying, I've been to all the conferences all over, and I'll ask them before doing what I'm doing here right now, how many of you know about authority? How many know about, you know, and the truth is, it, that's true. When it comes to the armor of God, about um, 30% may say they're aware of it. When it comes to the armor, or the authority, rather, the authority, we got up as high as 90% of the people in the room did not know. And we're talking believers have been believers 20 years. See, it's not just what the pastor... When I preached on Sunday morning, I told people, this is only, you know, a 45-minute little bit... You know, our thing was to teach them how to get in the Word weekly, how to learn, how to grow. How to be? I used to teach theology, deep, deep biblical engagement, three hours on Friday night. Then we go out to eat. Then we go out witnessing for three or four hours. I had more fun. We had more fun, more stories to tell, more things about what God was doing. People that got saved. Um, great fellowship, prayer for one another, good friendships built. You can't get that watching three or four, five hours of TV. You can't. But you, when you're out on the ministry field with brothers and sisters and you're doing things and you're reaching others and God is there and things engage, I mean, you build experience, you build fruitfulness, you become fruitful, things happen, God's going to be operative, and you build stories. And so for years and years and years and years and years, uh, we have stories to tell. It's important. It's vital. Well, we're going to come down to the last. The battle's here, and that's that Greek word simply that Pele just means a struggle, a battle, a real battle, though. 
So when Satan's throwing lies at you, when when the arrows are coming, or when Satan is using somebody that's lost or somebody at your workplace or in your in your neighborhoods where somebody's doing rituals or or witches are doing things, or you know, that all adds to some warfare. But under point P, the victorious possibilities. And uh, that's 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 again the vital issue. Um I think I went over some of those things already. I want to be now on the word alert. We went through awareness, and um, we touched on all of that, but I'm now going to go on page, if you have the most updated manual, you're on page 9, alert. Alert. And absolutely, Shane's got it right now in the chat room. Colossians 4.2 and 1 Peter 5.8. Now, the meaning of the word alert, it's from the Greek word gregoruo. The meaning, now please get ready to write this down. This comes from Kenneth Wiest, one of the great Greek scholars, but uh, I think his definition is one of the best I've ever read. His definition of the word alert is actively looking for the impending danger. Actively looking for the impending danger. Now, that's important. Now, the word alert has the idea of um, in no way, in no way are you going to be um, uh, at all uh, passive. It's the opposite. Gregorio is vigilance. It's the idea of um, being very vigilant about, you know, what's going on, what's happening, uh, being very active. So that's that's important for you to understand that when we come to this principle. Who tells us to be alert? The Spirit of God. Colossians 4.2, the Holy Spirit says, and I always tell believers this, if you have this verse in your practice, you're, you're, you're growing spiritually large. Um, the Holy Spirit says in Colossians 4.2 three things. A, being committed and devoted to prayer. I mean prayer, intercessory prayer, talking to God, praying for others, prayer. Then it says being watchful or watch. And then it says with thanksgiving, giving thanks. Now, prayer is vital because ask, you receive, seek, you'll find. That's where prayer, that's where we're praying for the um, advance of the kingdom, but also against the enemy. Okay, prayer, whatever you're praying about. Thanksgiving, wow. Thank God that I have this day. Thank God that... um, I have health. Thank God that he saved me. Thank God for the blood of the Lamb. And so you can begin to sit down and think about a lot of things you're thankful for. Vital. Okay? So in this day, in this hour, in the end of history, the last hour, by the way, here's an extra note. Put it on your notes. Um, 1 John chapter 2, this is how we know it's the last hour. Many antichrists are out there, and the, the number one, the antichrist is coming. So awareness of that, being spiritually alert, how do I practice that? Now, in 1 Peter 5, it's the same Greek word. Be sober-minded, be alert, watching. So being spiritually vigilant. Um, When I pray, and I'm praying about people, praying about things, praying about stuff. In the context of my prayer and in my worship, I'll, Lord, is there anything the enemy's doing? 
I am there to listen if the Lord's going to speak to me. I am there to be alert. When I walk into a conference after it's already been, I'm already, pre, I'm already praying ahead of time, but I'm going to be alert in my life, you know. So be alert, First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be, you know, that alertness, because why? Your enemy, the devil's problem, he wants to devour. Be alert. Be vigilant. Don't be asleep. Don't be a couch potato. <laughs> Spiritual couch potato. Um, in Colossians 4, 2, it's beautiful. Man, you got prayer. You got watching. You got thanksgiving. Now, here again, as I kind of ask the question, Many believers know, hey, praying, yes, we've got to pray. Thanksgiving, yes, we're going to give thanks to God. But most didn't know what it meant to watch. To watch. You ever watch anything? You ever watch television? Okay. This is the word that means when you get in your car and start driving down the road, do you close your eyes? Can you go six miles closing your eyes? No. Spiritually, don't close your eyes. In the midst of your praying to see huge answers, in the midst of your thanksgiving and praise and worship, Lord, I'm going to be alert. I'm going to look. Your disciples, they got scattered all over the place and beat up, and uh, they weren't alert. So alert, here's what we got down under these points. B, what is the danger? Well, the danger is the enemy. The danger is the enemy is going to come and try to scatter, try to cause fear, try to you know weaken the believer. Okay? Under point C, how do you do this? Well, sometimes I just ask the Lord in order to be alert. See, the Spirit of God's in you. You have Holy Spirit perception, Holy Spirit discernment. When we read in 1 John 4, which the Spirit of God gave us, by the way, Megos, greater is the one in you than the one who's in the world. So greater is the Holy Spirit of God, Christ in you, than Satan himself in the world, right? So when you think of the word megos here, huge, like a mountain compared to a pebble. God, the Holy Spirit in you, in comparison to Satan in the world. So greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. So that's, I mean, that's huge. That's big. Take it as big. I mean, this is what God is saying. That's how big it is. Take it in that big. God is huge in you. God, the Holy Spirit, is bigger than Satan. God the Holy Spirit is bigger than the sum total of all demons, all fallen angels, and Satan himself. Did you know that? Because he's infinite. He's God. He dwells in you. You're a temple of his presence. So um, because of his presence, sometimes I just look to discern. And, I, and, and as I'm looking, like I'll, go, I'll, be in a, I'll be in a church service somewhere, and I'm worshiping and praising, and I'll, I'll look around, and I'm looking with prayers. Lord, is there anything going on here? Is the enemy trying to do anything to anybody? Is there anybody that's in need? In my own personal, Lord, is, is the enemy coming after me in whatever way? How, is, the Lord, is the enemy coming after my wife? Um, I don't take a lot of time. And if the Lord gives me a heads up, then I deal with it. If the Lord tells me something ahead of time, and, and I've learned in my counseling, you know, counseling people, thousands of people over the years, um, I've learned to, to pray in advance. Preempt it. People are coming in, okay, I write down their name, Joe Smith, and I'm praying before he gets there. Somebody's bringing me what they think is a demonized person. So you know what? I'm praying ahead of time, and I'm saying, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, does, is there you know, anything I need to know about them? Um, Holy Spirit can, can give you insight. 
Um, the other thing is this. I'm doing that in the presence of Jesus. Under point D. Now, that's the great thing. Lord Jesus is dwelling in me. He's by my side, like Paul talks about. Um, as I am looking and discerning and trying to see, is there anything the enemy's doing? Is the enemy, you know, is the enemy trying to get in? Is he trying to do whatever? Alert of my own life? Praying over my own life? Praying over others? You know, but I'm in the presence of Jesus. Who wants, did you, can I, I got to ask you a question. Did you know Jesus wants you to have victory? Wills it? Did you know, mark down John 15, he has chosen you to go and bear fruit. More fruit and fruit that will last. Tells you how to do it in John 15. Simply staying in obedience to the word. Jesus said, if, if you abide and dwell in me and my word abide, dwells in you, ask whatever you wish. It'll be given to you by my Father in heaven. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. It glorifies God for you to walk in victory. It glorifies God for you to walk with answered prayers and souls won and people delivered and commanding demons out of people. When those disciples came back in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, um, Jesus rejoiced about that. Now, he told them, don't lose your heads. Remember, the issue is your names are written, you know, your name, you're saved. Remember the centrality, you're saved. Deliverance is a part of ministry, not the center, never the center. Jesus and salvation is the center. Healing comes. Deliverance may need be you know, needed. Feeding, food, clothing, buy some shoes for them. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking today, this is 30 years ago. I come out of a coffee shop after a prayer meeting at a coffee shop. And um, a man walks up that we'd seen before. He's been kind of, I don't want to say living on the streets, but living hard time. And I thought about this today. He, he walked up and I looked down at his shoes and the tops of his, you know, the top tip part where your toes are is cut off. And all five toes are sticking out. I mean, these are men's shoes, but all of his toes are sticking out. It's cold. I said, what's up with your shoes? He said, they were too small. And they hurt his feet, so he cut off the tops to have his feet out there. There's no question. I took that money I had in my pocket and said, man, here, go right over there to the good Go buy yourself a pair of shoes. Man, I loved that. Go buy somebody some shoes. Got an old car you don't need? Give it to somebody. Ah. It's good. You doing all right? You praying? How's your walk? If are, Listen, are you alert? Right now, let's do this. Right now on that page in front of you, Lord, if there's anything any believer needs to know and become alert about, looking for the impending danger of the enemy, right now show them. If they've opened any doors, if there's anything they need to renounce, if they need to pray against, or if you need to warn them of any warfare. You do that. You do that and let the Lord show you. Okay? Now, I also say this. You know, what is the danger? How to do this? In the presence of Jesus, of course. Um, and everything in the presence of Jesus. I love what, I love what uh, the writer in Timothy says. You know, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, you know, about preaching the word. Um, 
That, mean, that word presence means his immediate presence. Not millions of miles away up in the heavens. His immediate presence right here. Well, the next is under E, knowledge of the word. When I'm wanting to be alert, get ready. Have your Bible open. Be ready to have the Holy Spirit remind you of any scripture, right? Um, the next thing, in the power of the Spirit, and I've already put an emphasis on that. The Holy Spirit's there to remind you, help you. He's there with power. Uh, if anybody is your great aid in spiritual warfare personally and with others, God the Holy Spirit. He's in you, and if you're filled, He's all over you, right? That's vital. In the Spirit. We're to walk in the Spirit. Uh, worship in the Spirit. Witness in the power of the Spirit. And do deliverance, and do warfare, and be alert in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, the next, in prayer, praying about everything else. I mean, please understand, it's not, you know, again, prayer, watching, thanksgiving, okay? Um, under H, I have just some more ask. That's how easy this can be, to be alert, to be looking for the impending date. Ask the Lord, Lord, is there anything going on? Is there anything going on? Okay, might be something going on in the um, in the in the chat room. In the name of Jesus, we pray for this Michael Hood. In the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke all things demonic, anything demonic over him, and command you get out, release him, Lord Jesus. You know where he's at. Minister to him right now. All of us are praying for someone named Michael. In the name of Jesus. Lord, deliver, free, in the name of Jesus. By the Holy Spirit, Michael, renounce anything, repent of anything, completely trust and turn to the Lord Jesus. You know, you trust. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke anything over Michael, in Michael, on Michael. Get out, get off, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everybody's praying for you, Michael. And right now, Michael, anything that you need to repent of, get rid of, close the doors... I feel like the Lord is telling pretty clearly that if you've opened doors, you need to close. That means if you opened up to the enemy's work, now repent of it. Shut those doors. Renounce it. And say out loud, Lord Jesus, I renounce everything I've opened up to the enemy to. I renounce the enemy in the name of Jesus. I renounce everything I've done. I repent of it. I turn to you. I trust in you. I acknowledge you as Savior and Lord. And I yield to you in Jesus' name right now. Lord, deliver me. Lord, deliver me. And listen. Look at point number under I. Listen. Okay? Now, when you get on a phone call and you call somebody and they answer and they say, hello, um, it's very important um, that you don't just, um, you, you need to listen. Listen. Vital to listen. What is the Lord speaking to you? Take a few moments. Does the Holy Spirit tell you to go to a certain verse? Does the Holy Spirit say specific? It's, it's important. Very important. Very important that if you do look into... Um, Good stuff. Um, 
And being careful, yeah, we've had some problems in the chat room where somebody put up something that said Bible and it was a, really a, some kind of virus thing that went over. So if we don't know, folks, so people are going to be aware because um, I don't know everybody. And uh, so that's just important. It might be very good, um, I, but I can't vouch for, you know, I don't know. It might be a very good thing. And I don't have time to, you know, do that, check that out while we're, you know, doing the, the teaching part. Um, under the next thing, Jay, what is the enemy doing? You know, there's times you can just do that. I mean, you could actually take tomorrow or later tonight, 25 minutes, 30 minutes to ask these questions. Look under J. What is the enemy doing? Look under K. What is the enemy doing against you? Mark it down. Somebody's having a problem, obviously. Okay. And uh, and I'll encourage the the, the person in the um, chat room to write me, email me personally. Okay. Uh, if you're having a problem with a warlock and... Um, that's what they're acknowledging, and, and everybody can pray for you. And uh, if you, Michael, was a warlock, it's time to come out of that. And, and, you know, Michael, are you saved? Are you born again? Again, by the blood of the Lamb and because of the authority of Christ, we rebuke all dark powers over Michaelhood. In Jesus' name, deliver him. In Jesus' name, uh, let your power fall on him. Michael, it's important. Repent. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus. Renounce demons. Renounce oaths. Renounce anything. Um, and ultimately, you want to get burn everything and get rid of it all. But Jesus is the power to bring you out. And you need to turn to him completely, okay? Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're not saved, now's the time to turn to him. The Bible says, whosoever calls in the name of the Lord, just like this, in the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, right now, I repent of all sin. I turn away from it. I, I look to you. You are the Savior. You are God. I trust in the power of your name, the power of your blood. I accept you right now, Jesus. Come into my life right now, Jesus. I renounce all the demonic. I renounce all the demons. Uh, I turn to the Lord Jesus. I accept your name. You do that right now. If, that, if you're serious, okay? If you're coming out of that, Jesus saves Satanists and and people from New Age and whatever background and saved me and whatever's on you. We all have prayed for the Lord to uh, crush the demonic work over you, any demons. But now you must. If you want the Spirit of God, if you want Christ, if you want to be set free, you must turn everything to Jesus. Accept him. Accept him. Receive him. Okay, right now, pray it out, Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're listening to this um, in the archives or even on the uh, line right now, we got someone that's saying um, that they are a warlock or they were, and, and now they need to be doing this, praying and renouncing and turning and say, Jesus, I accept you as Lord and Savior. I accept your power of your name. I accept the blood of the Lamb. I accept what was done at the cross. Um, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me. I accept you to come into my life and forgive me and to deliver me from all of this. Do that. We'll see what's going on here. Um, on the rest of this, again, asking the question, page 10, uh, under, under the alert here, um, what's the enemy doing against you? What's he doing against others? What, about he, what is he doing against your church? You can get up, you can get a, you know, get a real perspective. I've done this with local churches. What is the what is the enemy doing against the local church? What assignments? Counselees come in. You know, I'm praying, Lord, what assignment? What was the enemy trying to do this person? Okay, preempt. I think the idea of alert being Gregorio has awareness, alertness, looking for the impending danger. 
um, then do it. Then do that, okay? Then do that. Alertness. And then practice, you know, spend more time that way and, and practice the idea of being alert. And here's when I have some questions on that, that last uh, page, that page 10. You know, what have you been alerted about? Write it down. When you pray, do you stop now to ask for a heads up? I mean, now as you start practicing this, see, because it's just normal for me now. Just like in the beginning, I didn't know how to pray. I began to talk to God. I didn't know how to worship. I began in the power of the Holy Spirit to worship. I didn't know how to watch, to uh, be alert, okay? When you pray, do you seek uh, to focus, you know, and, and with some discernment? The big issue is listening. So that's, that's some of the things that I'm sharing with you right now that, that are vital in the five A's. And guess where we're at? We have about seven minutes left tonight. We're at A, you know, awareness. We're at uh, alertness. I am not going to go on. We're going to do part two of this next Monday night. Armor of God, um, the authority, and then action. We're going to go over the three A's that we didn't touch on tonight because I want to ask if there's any other questions. And we are praying for a guy. Everybody's praying. And no, I'm sorry. I, I the, the, the proofs, the real thing is this. I don't care if it takes... A little bit of time, resist. You repent. You turn to the Lord Jesus. You you accept Him as Lord. You call on His name. Okay? Well, then that doesn't make any difference how hard. When it breaks, it breaks. Turn to Christ. Renounce the dark side. And, and renounce all of it. Whatever you've given into. Just start. I, that's what I did when I got saved 38 years ago. Okay? And it's very important. <laughs> All right. A number of questions are coming in. We're going to try to answer a number of things quickly, okay? Number one, um, in the area of spiritual warfare, you know, if you feel yourself going back and forth, back and forth, James 1, it deals with the area of doubter. It's the Greek word tusuke, meaning you go back and forth, back and forth. God wants you to come to faith. Faith and stand in faith and stand in faith. Uh, sometimes sin is in the way. Sometimes you're just used to going back and forth and doubting. Renounce the enemy's lies and what is not true. The only way to stand in faith is to stand and trust until it's embedded and you know it. Okay? Until you know it. Anyone that would have any background in Satanism, warlock, witch, new age, spirits, shamans, here's what you got to do in hearing the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes. We ask God tonight to stretch out his hands over anyone that was like that, warlock. In the name of Jesus, to see all dark powers crushed and defeated. For you to repent, for you to call on the name of Jesus, for you to ask him to come into your life, for you to renounce all demons. And we join you in prayer tonight to rebuke them. Another question here in this last four minutes. Um, what about those who speak in tongues? Fine, that's a charismatic gifting. Uh, there's no question about that. But let me tell you this, and this is because I've been through all the gamut of this, okay? Um, here's the bottom line. You, you can check this out in Scripture. I, I have that gifting. I've had it for 38 years and the gift of interpretation. Um, you'll notice that on the day of Pentecost, anybody using tongues, anywhere, it's, they're never told to use it in the context of warfare. 
in every deliverance case, praying in the power of the Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit in your own language is what occurred. That's what happened. So if you're asking me, um, and I've spoken in tongues for 38 years, and I have the gift of interpretation, and I know how to use it, and I've been a pastor, and we had a church where we had that operative. Um, but I'm telling you, by the Word of God, by apostles that we see in Acts, by the second-generation Christians, there's so much bad teaching on this subject. There's a lot of bad teaching out there, misuse. That's what the, ha- the Corinthian church had a misuse. So... Um, in all cases of spiritual warfare and deliverance that occurred in the New Testament, tongues was not used. So that's important to know, okay? Um, that's important to know. We will continue to try to work with this other individual and see what's going on tonight. We are only uh, about three minutes left into the show tonight, or show or course, whatever. And this is part of the show, and we're going to have this happen. And I hope that all of you who are students in the class... Um, know that there may be times when people come and listen and come and join in that need to get saved, that need to get out. And if Michael, um, you know, you pray this out again, we'll all join you. Everybody be praying for this Michael that says he was a warlock. And you can right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce all demonic stuff, all positions, all oaths, everything that I ever had, everything I've given to Satan. I now renounce this and, and I tr- call on the name of Jesus. Don't just say most high. You call in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you're going to be real with this and honest with this, Jesus is the Savior. No other name given under, you know, under heaven to, to, to us whereby we must be saved. In the name of Jesus, I, call, I did that. I called on Jesus Christ. Come into my life. Lord Jesus Christ, Savior, Lord God, I trust in you. I accept you, and I surrender to you. That's how you, repentance and faith in Christ. Only way to get saved. Only way to get delivered. Renounce everything you need to. And we all pray that God's power... And listen, Jesus is there. And if you're doing this for real, God's going to save you, deliver you for real. Tonight, we're down to the last uh, couple of moments. Uh, Actually, we have three minutes. We're trying to give you uh, responses to everything. Let me mention also tomorrow night on the training course on occult crimes, satanic crimes, Luciferic Agenda, the three-hour one, is tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Okay? Romans chapter 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, Michael... Um, I don't care what the group says. Tell the, you know, rebuke the group, renounce the group, renounce the group. You're talking about a group of demons or the people around you? I don't care if it's demons or the people around you. You might have to turn away. You might have to walk away and then they get saved later on. You know, I'm not going to stick with this group. I am not standing with this group any longer. I don't, if it's a group of demons, so what? God's bigger than the group. Jesus is bigger than the group. He triumphed over all of them by the power of the cross so, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke all the demons around Michael and command them to be destroyed in their work. Release him, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, release him in the power of the Word of God to confess, call you, call on you, and, and be delivered and be saved. Right now, in Jesus' name, right now, you do that. Come to Christ. Turn to Jesus. And whatever else you need to be, you know, 
I don't care. Walk away from it. I walked away from the demons in the temple that I went to when I was uh, into, you know, when I was into stuff. So that's the vital thing. Michael, email me and I will be able to talk with you direct because we're down to one minute on this live and it's going to shut off on us. So email me and uh, on my website, shatterthedarkness.net, left hand side. Um, there is a tab that says free courses under dynamic discipleship. There's things there. Also right on that front page is a, um, uh, MP3, how dark spirits get in and how to get rid of them. Uh, scroll down until you find that go all the way down until you find where it says how to get rid of dark spirits and go through that and you will be delivered. And if you, if you do as God says, and under his power, you'll be delivered. You'll be set free. All the way down on my site, you'll find where there's a MP3 that says how to get rid of dark spirits. Very important, too. Love, everybody. We're at the end of the hour, and we're going to be shut up here in 28 seconds. Let's do a final prayer tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and praise you and just worship you tonight. Stretch out your hands to all those listening by archives and those live tonight. Bless Michael and all others that need you tonight. Give great strength. And, Lord, tonight we're going to be... Um, aware, and we're going to be alert and know our armor and know the authority. And uh, we love you, Lord Jesus. Good night.